I guess you can call us plumbers here to unblock the toilet. Because Five Nights at Freddy's is one of the biggest turds of 2023. I was going to make some joke here about flushing, but I don't care. Just start the episode. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me is Tim. Hi Pete, how's it going? <laughs> I see what you My Josh Hutcherson <laughs> impression. <laughs> oh, that's your impression of him. I thought you were trying to do the answering uh like the you know the phone message from the games. Like, I thought you were trying to do that tone. Oh no no. <laughs> I I know pretty much next to nothing <laughs> about the games. That's fair. I don't know much myself. I've tried the first game. Anyway, I should introduce the show first before we start talking about this. This is a horror movie podcast, everyone. And we are today going to discuss a video game adaptation by the name of Five Nights at Freddy's, which was a fairly successful movie that came out around October last year. Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> Financially, it was successful. Financially, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's based on a video game series which has got tons of games at this point because there was four like I remember there being mm-hmm. Five Nights at Freddy's 1, 2, 3, 4 but now there's Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach there was another one after that I think there's comic books there's like it's got a surprising amount of stuff for something that was basically made by one person uh, about a decade or so ago I think there should be at least five main games it's weird that they would stop at four Ever heard of a quadrilogy before, Tim? I mean, well, it's called Five Nights at Freddy's, and you're not, you're not going to do a fifth game. <laughs> well, they did. They just didn't call it five. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, well, I mean, to me, it sounds like. I mean, again, I know nothing about the game, so I'm, I could be wrong. But it sounds like those are like kind of the core four main games or, or whatever, and then the yes, rest are like the modern stream movies. Those are the core four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know. The rest are like they're just kind of weird offshoots, like you're. Like, you know, like how Resident Evil, you have the main games, but then you'll have, like, you know, some shooter or kind of side thing that is off doing its own little thing. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about the games. I, I'm not, for God's okay. sake, I'm an adult. I don't know. According to Wikipedia, there's one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, mm-hmm. right? And then there's Five Nights at Freddy's Pizzeria Simulator. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> there's ultimate custom night that sounds like a game mode rather than like a new game uh yeah. there's help wanted and then the security mm. breach i think there's a second security breach coming soon i think that's the next one that's happening so why not why not just do i mean have as many offshoot games as you want but if your game is called five nights at freddy's you should at least have like five main games and then you can sell them as the the five nights five night pack or something I don't know, it's just, it, it's stupid. <laughs> oh no, Help Wanted 2 is the next game, apparently, and that, uh, that was meant to come out in 2023, according to Wikipedia. Either way, mm. there's a, a lot of these things. Like, this is, Five Nights mm-hmm. at Freddy's in video games is kind of like what slasher movies were in the 80s, and that they were pumping these things out, like, every year, mm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, we'll get to we'll get to all that, we'll give our thoughts on the movie, we'll start spoiler-free, but just before we get started, I'll just remind everyone, if you are enjoying the show and you're on YouTube, please do hit the like button, it helps us out a bunch. More people find us, so please hit the button. It's free, easy to do. Although, if you want to do something that's not free, and I know you're all chomp at the bit, you can get a bonus <laughs> episode every month of the show. 
uh, by supporting us over at patreon.com slash TV. Plus there's a whole bunch of other bonuses. I'll, I'll tell you more about all that at the end of the show. Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's, the game, is a very simple concept. It's you play as a security guard who's in a security room with security cameras. You have a bunch of buttons that control the cameras, the lights in various like surroundings. That, like, there's a door at each side. And you're basically just trying to catch the animatronic characters who function at this this Freddy Fazbear, it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of the first one like a, a long time ago. I never actually beat it. I think I got to the last day and then I just, <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't play it that much. So I just, you know, did, never made it and didn't really care too much <laughs> about, you know, trying to. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's fair. I I played a little bit of the first one just as a curiosity. I never finished mm-hmm. it. I never really cared that much. I know that. The way the game works is you're basically just, you know, you're sitting there. It's not like a game where you're walking about in a 3D space, although one of the two right. of the newer mm-hmm. ones might be that. I, th- I think, you know, like the, the one that they advertised at the PlayStation thing a couple mm-hmm. of years ago probably has more movement and stuff. But typically, mm-hmm. you're just control. It's like a management game. You're just controlling the different things and jump scares will happen because the, the, the animatronic creepy dolls will appear in front of you on the camera or they'll appear at the, the doors at the sides or whatever. And you're trying to shut them, but also keep an eye on where they are, because if you're not looking at them, they can move. And that's the crux of the game, is that when you're not looking at them, they can move closer to you, and if they get to you, you lose, right? More or less. Like, mm-hmm. But I will since I tried it, but that was the gist of how the game worked. So, right. And there was a story. Uh, it sort of like gives you hints and clues, and there's, little, there's, like, there's like a phone message every day, and little things like that that over time build up a narrative. And I believe that over the course of at least the first four games, and probably beyond that as well, but each one would add more to the mythology about the backstory of the place and who's behind <laughs> this and all this other stuff. So that's the games, how they function. Like we said, we're not experts. We've dabbled briefly a long time ago, by the sounds <laughs> of it. So going into the movie, we're kind of blank slates in that we understand the concept of how the game works, but the movie's kind of open to like be different if it wants to be yeah. in terms of story, in terms of details and all that stuff. But the, the thing that I would expect t- to be there, of course, one is a horror movie, uh, more <laughs> on that in a minute. Uh, two, Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, right? I might be misremembering something. I, I just finished the movie okay. right before we came on. I just mm-hmm. wanted to double check something. Was there a single scene in this movie of the security guard main character watching <laughs> the security monitors and being worried that they were coming to get him? Was there a single scene of that in this entire film? No. Uh, I, I think the closest I'll give you is... I, I think there was like a scene where some other characters uh, at one point that, that are trapped in there are running away. And I think one kind of looks like at a, a monitor screen and sees it coming towards him, but... Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm guessing that was like a little bit of a nod, but uh, yeah, then it, it's it, it's definitely not the same though. A nod. It, they give yeah. a nod <laughs> to the entire premise of how the, <laughs> the, the storytelling is supposed to function. Now, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. It's a movie. I wasn't expected to be confined to a single room the whole time. Of course right. not, mm-hmm. right? It's, it, they have to expand it. It is a movie. I get that. But the sheer, like, just... I don't know. It's almost like they're allergic to actually just doing <laughs> what makes the game work. And I'm not even a big fan of the games, but it feels like if you're going to adapt it, then 
then do the freaking game. Like, do the main thing that it does. <laughs> it's, it's just so yes. stupid, Tim. I, oh, oh, like, I, I don't care about this franchise and I'm pissed. I'm pissed on principle. I feel like, I don't know, we've been adapting things since, what, like, 100 years since, like, movies started. And, like, people still don't generally seem to be able to get it right. It's either, like, you know, uh, people have this thing that they know is popular, but at the same time, they don't understand it. So it's, like, a bunch of, like, you know, 50-year-old movie execs that are like, uh, well, we know people like the name of this thing, but it's not a, there's no movie here, so we really got to add a bunch of stuff and make all these changes or um you know I, I think sometimes we have a problem now with uh you know it, definitely not this movie but you know other examples where they are like way too you know um en engrossed in making it like perfectly accurate or having like so many fan moments and, and nods that it's just um which yeah, which isn't the right yeah. choice either. That's like if yeah, you're if you're if you're being a slave to the source material in that way, you're kind mm -hmm. of like adapting. Supposed to be okay. What's the feeling the original work gave you? What are the core exactly. elements that yeah, make yeah. that feeling? We want to have that. We want to create that. Mm -hmm. But it's in a new medium. So the way that the jump scares worked in the game, where you're anxiously trying to you know press buttons and whatnot yeah that may not quite translate immediately well to mm -hmm. film but okay how can we do that using the language of film to convey the same feeling the same ideas yeah and instead they make a pg-13 movie that for <laughs> large stretches of it does not even resemble a horror movie they neuter <laughs> what's supposed to be the villainous force in the film repeatedly by mm -hmm. making them not scary and mm -hmm. on top of that this movie is almost two hours long and like mm -hmm. almost instantly, I see. I went into this actually kind of optimistic, Tim. Believe it or not, despite the, the reception to oh, sure. it, despite yeah. everything else, the opening scene played out. We get introduced to the main character, and I'm thinking, you know what? This may not be so bad. I can see why it might review poorly. It's not like most mm -hmm. of the Friday the Thirteenth movies I like reviewed that well, but sure. I might enjoy it for the carnage that it might bring. I might enjoy it for all these things. But almost instantly, I was like noticing like bloated story elements, right? There's a scene mm -hmm. early on. We're interested in the, the main character played by uh, Peter from Hunger Games, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And he like, he gets fired from his job. He's a security guard at a mall. Something happens. We'll get into that in spoilers. And he gets fired from mm -hmm. his job. And Can I just say that he's very lucky that all he got was fired and, and like, like he should be in jail. Sure, we'll get to the spoiler. We'll get, we'll get to the, yeah. the specifics. But he, he, so he goes to like a, you know, a place that he's... he's uh, employment like a counselor officer yeah counselor dude right mm -hmm. played by matthew lillard and he's told about the job right the job at freddy's and he declines it because he can't work nights we'll get more into why <laughs> and all that later right mm -hmm. and then another 10 minutes of the movie plays out with other things happening in his personal life which obviously leads up to him finally saying you know what i'm going to have to take that job and all i could mm -hmm. think was he could have just accepted the job when he was offered it, and that's ten minutes of screen time that we didn't have to waste. Yeah, uh, you're, you're making me want to scream right now. Um, <laughs> not because I disagree with you, but it's, it's because it, it makes me so goddamn mad. Like, it's insane the hoops that this movie jumps through to justify, like you said, what should be the easiest decision in the world. Like, this person takes job because they need money. 
but instead yeah, they're so like simple <laughs> mm, no audiences aren't going to believe it unless we set up this tragic backstory that gives them a reason as to why he'd be fired Ooh. from this job and then can't get another job and then let's throw in this like family drama that's gonna you know be this catalyst for why he can't do this and that and i'm like are you kidding me like especially nowadays where it's like everyone needs like you know second jobs and money and it's hard to find work like are you kidding me like it's the easiest thing in the world (laughs) yeah it's never been more relatable it's never it's never been more relatable in the history of humankind is that someone needs a job okay can i shock you tim please you love this movie (laughs) no the person who wrote and made the games is one of the writers of this movie oh wow (laughs) and i'm shocked (laughs) i thought that may shock you um and also on top of that like so much of this movie is a plot about the main character dreaming a lot because he wants to try and remember something traumatic from his childhood and that takes up so much screen time there's like so much more of that than there is animatronic puppets like hunting people (laughs) down and killing them it's baffling like they just like this movie i was personally i was happy because i you know i was like you know what i i think we need more horror movies about people dealing with their trauma versus you know horror movies about fun animatronics (laughs) don't you get facetious on me tim (laughs) no like this movie might not have been high art but if you made a Mm -hmm. tight 80 to 90 minute movie which was a guy alone in a building some other people maybe break in at some point so there's some victims you know so we can have a bit of a body count Mm -hmm. you have fun kills you keep it tight you, 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 yeah, you, you allude to a backstory, you allude to who the character is, you give him a reason for being there, sure, but you don't spend 15 minutes of him at various meetings talking about taking care of his sister and having dreams mm-hmm. about his traumatic childhood. Like, yeah. you don't need all of this. You you could no. cut this mm-hmm. down. And then I was having those problems quite early on because, I could, like I said, I could feel that bloat like, right away in the first like 10 minutes. I was starting to feel like, oh, we could have skipped some of this already. But Absolutely. then once it actually gets into the, the, the restaurant and he's doing his job and it just never actually does what the games do and instead, <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it's... Okay, yeah. I need to save a lot of it for spoilers, but I just... <laughs> this movie, I was willing to give it every benefit of doubt because if, mm-hmm. if they just gave me animatronic characters stalking and killing people, I would have probably sure. been quite happy as long as it was halfway competent. Instead... Yeah this movie goes out of its way to be the most plodding, bloated, dull, and mm-hmm. I don't want to say not scary, because, you know, I don't find a lot of horror movies scary, even ones that I like. Right, right, but specifically, yeah. just not be a horror movie for large, large, large mm-hmm. stretches of time. It's it's actually baffling. And the funny thing is, is that it's getting a <laughs> sequel, and I feel like the sequel, even if the sequel is like a 10 out of 10, which obviously I'm not expecting it to be, but even right. if it was, even if they turned it around and made a classic, it's mm-hmm. probably going to bomb hard because all the people who went to see this one will probably not give a shit about seeing a second <laughs> one. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't disagree with you uh, at all. Um, yeah, I mean, on a technical level, like, I don't, I don't know if it's... Like, you know, you have the, the thing where it's like, all right, well, I mean... It's not like it, it looks horrible and the animatronics are fine and the performances are fine. But yeah, there's so much like prop, like story problems, like you know, all the stuff you're just mentioning that it, it, this is the kind of movie that it's not just like 
bad and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I didn't like that. I'm done. It's the kind of movie that like makes me angry <laughs> because yeah, it, it's, there's so much bullshit, uh, involved in it when you could have done such an easy, you know, like you're saying, like 80, 90 minute movie, uh, of just fun animatronics going crazy and killing. And yeah, someone just, you know, trying to, to do their best to, you know, keep watching on everything but instead it's like so up its own ass with you know it's bullshit mythology and lore which I, i'm sure maybe it's cool in the games and you know like you're saying with the, the you know the, at least in the first game i don't know what it's like the other ones but when you get little bits of backstory from the answering machine or maybe you see like a missing kids poster on the wall like that's kind of cool to be like oh, okay there's a larger world here this is interesting when they spell everything out for you and like the most bullshit way in these like dumb dream sequences and oh my god I, the way like every character has to be like related or in on it oh uh, maybe, no. maybe that's a minor spoiler i'm sorry but like uh yeah it, it's like there's no characters that are just like their own characters it's like oh everything is like coming full circle it just feels so forced and undeserving and uh, really makes me like question a, a lot of things, and yeah, it, it, I don't know. It legitimately pissed me <laughs> off, like at how bad it was, and how it, it just feels like it's trying to be so self-serious, and there's like not one bit of fun. And it's weird because they do try to do like jokes from time to time, but like everything is so serious and dour in the movie that it just like has this kind of weird <laughs> rhythm to it, where it's like, all right, I know this guy's trying to do a joke, but there's nothing about the filmmaking <laughs> that is saying like it's trying to be fun or funny. Tim, you saying that makes me think uh, and reminds me of the one really weird comic relief character, which is the lawyer, who right <laughs> feels so out of place in this movie. The, the, there's like a part of the plot is that um, mm -hmm. the main character's auntie is trying to take custody of his little sister away from him, and he, she's got this lawyer, mm -hmm. and he's just like this aloof guy who's always staring at his face, and then doesn't seem to like know what he's doing whenever he's like mm -hmm. he's only in like two or three scenes, but. He really stuck out as being like, um, you feel like you're from some sort of more goofy, lighthearted movie, and this, this right. isn't that. It, it, it's so strange. Him and, like, the taxi driver, which, again, you know, very minor character, just a short scene, but it is, like, this weird, like, okay, yeah, now we're trying to be funny, but, again, it's, like, it just sticks out because nothing in this movie uh, is funny, and, oh, my, and, yeah, uh, the main character is just so goddamn boring and bland and mm. has like no fun or, or life to him that it's just so boring to watch and ugh. and yeah just the again like maybe we're not the target audience or whatever maybe the people that are watching this are obsessed with the games and know the lore and that's what they want to see but I, I don't know is there that many people that you're like oh yeah a, a cool uh you know um animatronic a killer animatronic movie uh that sounds fun uh i hope there's a lot of like custody issues in it like, that's what i that's what i really want to see in my movie i mean i think we are the target audience i mean yeah obviously yeah the, the big fans of the games are like sort of their almost assumed audience but i think we like mm. horror movies uh, like we have to be the target. True, true, i mean yeah. admittedly the true target audience clearly by the pg-13 rating is teenagers and you know you can tell that there's 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 scenes in this movie where there should be blood and there just isn't it's, it's just very dry for no reason it, it it's very strange because I'm, I'm not exactly sure who they're reaching out for I, I think before the movie came out i heard people like referring to it as kind of being like oh this is going to be a good you know gateway horror movie but 
like I, I don't know when, when I think of like a gateway horror movie I, I think of like a, a you know a pretty younger audience yeah, and, Hocus and this Pocus is or, uh, or Monster Squad yeah, or yeah. Like, but this is like it's strange because it's um well I, again like if you're really young I don't know if you're gonna like you know how self-serious and, and stuff it is but then also it's like you know there's like some gnarly kills but you don't really see like the blood and the gore so you know you're not getting the you know older horror heads that it, are, it, you know it feels like it wants to be an r-rated horror movie but it's having to mm-hmm. hold back instead of being a movie that's built around appealing to like young teens yeah yeah uh but it feels on both fronts <laughs> because like we said it's like this custody battle and dream sequences <laughs> and like, I swear, we, we spend more time talking to ghost kids in a dream than we do actually seeing animatronics do stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to yeah. be fair, the animatronics do look good. The designs are fun yeah. in the game, and they mm-hmm. translate them perfectly to, to the movie, as far as I can remember, anyway. They, they look good. So, yeah. yeah but, mm-hmm. And they're not bullshit CG or anything like that. They've got physical things walking around, so... I want to say they they were like Jim Henson, uh, or, you know, whatever that, that studio is, uh, you know, basically like the Muppet Studio made them or something. I could see that. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, no reason for them to be CGI either. So they made the right choice yeah. there. Like, I I can't fault that. They just forgot to actually use them in the way they're supposed to be used for the vast majority of the runtime. Yeah. And again, I don't know if this is a thing from the games. Maybe it's something that people like, but you kind of alluded to it earlier where you said they it feels like they neuter them. And again, it's hard to talk about a lot of this stuff without spoilers, but it's kind of a thing they do in the middle of the movie where it's like, Oh my god, I hate this so much. Like they're like they're not a threat anymore. They're like yeah, the new them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, <sighs> it's absolutely baffling the choices were, that were made uh, making mm-hmm. this. It's like they went out of their way to not just make the obvious ninety minute movie that it could have mm-hmm. been. Right, I'm not saying there wasn't any decisions to be made in terms of translating it to a movie because there absolutely were, but I feel like there isn't right, much. Right maybe not high art, but a much better, more fun movie than whatever this is. Uh, well, I mean, so we've gotten like a couple of, you know, kind of knockoff movies, you know, in the past, like, uh, you know, I think, uh, Willie's Wonderland and, uh, the banana split movies were obviously inspired. Or, you yeah. Know, kind of feel like they were taking, and, and I don't think either of those movies were that great, but I definitely would take them over this. I know, Wellie's Wonderland is probably just as bad as this for the most part. Like, again, it should have been better. Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. fighting animatronic doll things from, like, an old 80s pizza place sounds perfect on paper. It was just really dull and clearly had no money to do anything. Yeah, I, I would still say it's better than this. At least it didn't, like, it was just kind of bad, and then I was done with it, though. But, like, it, it didn't, as you know, enrage me as much as this. I would say the Banana Splits one is definitely the best of the three, which is not... Mm-hmm. A- a high bar because it wasn't a great movie by any yeah. any means but <laughs> it was definitely better than this and that's <laughs> saying not much but hey <sighs> so i mean as far as spoiler free stuff goes it, it i mean what else do you want i want <laughs> I mean, nothing really the story was uh, you know made me the most angry everything else about it is just you know pretty bland like and the direction, you know, I, I guess it's not horrible, but it's just Blind. whatever. It's not like, yeah, yeah the, the music, nothing really, you know, noteworthy there. Yeah, uh, the director, Emma Tammy, I looked her up mm-hmm. to see if we'd, we'd seen anything else by her. She did The Wind, which we did do a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
insight your fart jokes uh now but <laughs> no that that was like a western horror set in you know old western times uh yeah that's, that's a very strange like leap from that movie to this yeah she's listed for the sequel to this so i mean whether or not yeah, that's yeah. actually going to pan out or if uh it's just imdb jumping the gun i don't know but we're going to get yeah, a second she'll one direct it or whether they'll make it uh, direct i'm pretty sure it's definitely okay. happening it made enough money that there's no way they're not doing a second one but i mean the thing is it's yeah it, it it's i think it's very bad but it's also it's ip it's a name it made money uh-huh. so that's enough <laughs> i suppose the one hope is is that you could effectively just have new characters at the restaurant mm-hmm. with the animatronics and with a different story you could potentially have the movie that would actually be fun in a sequel. It would just happen to be called Two. Admittedly, it being the same director doesn't fill me with much hope of that, but there's no reason why it couldn't be better. I assume, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same writer, especially if it's the creator of the games. I wonder if part of the reason why he was the writer is like if, you know, that was part of the licensing deal or something like, okay, yeah, like if you uh, want the movie, you have to write it. Um, yeah, well, it, he, it definitely he, feels like someone that's like very like in love with the lore they created, I guess. Yeah, he wrote it with the director and someone else, so there was three writers on it. But hey, all right, spoilers, everyone, for Five Nights at Freddy's. For those of you who actually care, I doubt most of you do. <laughs> you just want to hear us talk about it and mm-hmm. tear it to shreds, probably. Oh yeah, uh, I actually thought the opening scene was 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 fine. It, you know, it was like the previous. Yeah, it was a previous guard who mm-hmm. is, you know, running for his life and sneaking out through a vent and seems to get caught. But they sort of hide showing you any of the, the, the animatronics moving around like that. You just sort of, you know, it's kind of like a, a cut to black and then he's like strapped to a chair mm-hmm. and like the mask of one of the animatronics, heavily implying that the, the animatronics are like, it's like the previous security guards who are inside them, uh, mm-hmm. which doesn't turn out to be the case, at least for most of them anyway. So, you know, that, that's kind of your opening scene. I'm like, yeah, this is a fine opening. You, you, you set up what, what happened to a previous guard and give us a little bit of a, a horror scene before we get a little bit of character introduction stuff. So I'm like, okay, so far, all, all right. Nothing bad, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then we get introduced to our main character who works at a mall as a security guard. We also see that he takes care of his little sister. Uh, he not, not that he's too young to have a, a kid that age because he's mm-hmm. you know he, he, would, he would have been a young parent don't get me wrong but he, he is old enough but you know, this just happens to be his little sister right. um he uh beats the shit out of someone <laughs> he beats, well he he sees um a man sort of drag a child by the wrist and he mm-hmm. thinks it looks suspicious and he runs after him and if he just tackled him and then the guy explained it's his son, and then he said, right. oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Maybe he wouldn't have got fired. But instead, he tackles the guy and punches him like <laughs> 10 times in the face before he's pulled <laughs> off by another security guard. Which, uh, again, I mean, that's assault, you know? just Yes, like... that's very much assault, yes. <laughs> just getting fired is very lucky. Like, the fact that he's not in jail or... I mean, maybe, you know, I guess the movie moves kind of quick, so maybe... Like in a couple of weeks, he'll get like a, the civil lawsuit or, or something. But I, I imagine he's gonna be like sued into oblivion. It's the sort of thing where if he just sort of tackled him and like sort of like pinned his arm behind his back and just sort of restrained him, it'd be like okay, well, he may still get sued for that because the guy's innocent. But at least he's not using excessive he- force. Instead, 
he just immediately starts punching him in the face over and over and over again, which makes it there's no there's no gray area here. Right, it's yeah. just straight up battery. <laughs> so I mean, and again, if you want to like do a fun movie, you could have him go and tackle him, and then like you know maybe he's about to punch him, and then the kid's like, like daddy, no, and then the kid's like daddy uh oh you know like like something like that like uh, i'm not saying that that's great but just I, off the top of my head like that could i don't be... know if you realize what you just did there, but you said the kid's mm-hmm. like daddy no oh, you said you said the kid he said the kid says daddy no and right. he said and the kid's like oh no daddy wait what <laughs> you, you basically you described josh hutchison's character as mm-hmm. the kid he said kid oh twice. No, no okay no like the kid's like daddy like stop or like whatever like don't hit my daddy and then yeah yeah josh hutchison is like oh no what did i do yeah uh, I, no i knew what you meant it just it sounded like you yeah. were calling josh hutchison a kid oh. <laughs> he does seem pretty young to me um he's uh but, he's like 30 i think yeah i mean i'm an old man so <laughs> uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, something like that, just a, a little bit more levity. Instead, I'm like instantly like, oh, I hate this guy. Like, why is he so aggro? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, Tim, because mm-hmm. the second he did this, I immediately just jumped to the assumption that he has something in his history to do with child abduction. <laughs> that was my uh, yeah, thought. Is that this, this was mm-hmm. triggering because he specifically is sensitive to this topic. Mm-hmm. And would you believe it? We get a dream sequence <laughs> almost right after of the memory <sighs> when yeah. he was a little boy and he had a little brother and they were camping in the woods with his parents and the brother wandered off and he saw the car drive away that abducted his brother and it's been mm-hmm. haunting him ever since. And I'm like, okay. Fine. <laughs> like, that's fine. You want to set that up as in his backstory, that's fine. And I, I think that is from the... I, I did a quick Google when I was waiting on you mm-hmm. to see, oh, what are the big differences from mm-hmm. the game? Uh, I'll point out the couple that it kind of mentioned, uh, but it does okay. seem like broadly speaking, it, you know, the, the lore is from the game. There is a couple of major changes. Uh, one being that in the games, it's heavily implied that the main character turns out to be the son of the killer down mm, the line. Okay. Uh, instead of someone else who in the movie turns out to be the, the kid of the killer. So. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I, I don't yeah. know if you got that far or if you know this, but are you the same person every game? Because I know I don't I, think so. I think it changes. Okay. Like I, I, I want to say from vague memory that the fourth game is a prequel, but set in the past. Mm. Okay. Because I think I've seen screenshots of the of the, the fourth game, and like at least part of it, you're not in a security room. You're actually like a baby in a crib, but it's the same mechanics where you're scared of like the things coming to get you in your crib. Oh, that's I mean, may- interesting. I mean, maybe you're, the, maybe you're the kid version of the character from the first game. I don't know. But either yeah. way, you're like, I remember that being a thing. Okay. Um, anywho, so that sets up his trauma. Fine, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it's about over the top. Like, this is the thing. This on its own, just to set up that it happened in his past, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. What bothers me more is that we see it 15 more times by the time we get oh, to the end so of the movie. So goddamn much. Um, and we also, of course, eventually find out that the the killer who was abducting kids in the 80s, which is why Five Nights at... Well, it's not called that. It's uh, Fre- Freddy's Fazbear Restaurant. Mm-hmm. That shut down because a bunch of kids went missing. It turns out the killer who kidnapped all those kids also killed his little brother, which... So everything's, you know, connected and stuff. Kind of thing. I mean, I... Oh, oh, sorry. I, I thought you meant the kill. He killed his own little brother, but you no, mean no, no, he no. killed Joshua Hutchinson's brother? Yes, yes, yes. He killed yeah, okay, the, the, yeah. the killer. The, the general killer killed uh, the main character's little brother. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, oh, don't get me wrong, it's not completely coincidental in the sense that, it, you know, so, so just, we're in spoilers, so the guy who gives him the job is Matthew Lord, right? And he uses mm-hmm. an alias, but it turns out he's actually uh, the killer. He's the one who killed Hutchison's little brother, he's the one who used to run Five Nights at Freddy's, or Fuzzbear, well, I'll just call it Five Nights at Freddy's, I don't care, right? It's, it's we just, get it, we get it, yeah. It's the name of the restaurant, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that. Um, he is... You know, it's almost. I, I think it's, it's the implication is supposed to be that he gave him this job because he recognized his name because oh, mm-hmm. you're related to one of my old victims. So mm-hmm. he wanted to give him the job because of that because you know he gets to torture some more of the same family kind of thing. Mm. Fun. <laughs> yeah, but that's not to say that there's not a lot of bullshit connections in this that I hated because there is. Yeah, no, it, it's very annoying how everything is like just all connected <laughs> it's 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 such a bland like hollywood like necessity mm-hmm. that a lot of bad movies feel like they have to do is that everything has to like feed into each other mm-hmm. uh and in a, in a way that is true everything should feed into each other in the sense that everything motivates something else you know everything sure, sure, sure. thematically feeds into each other but bad movies feel like all of the characters and plot all must be connected mm-hmm. in you know ways that just feel contrived and uh, yeah that, so and then a lot of times it just feels like they're trying to get like a you know like a gasp out of you like you're supposed to be like oh no way but instead most of the time i was like i was like oh hmm, what are the odds <laughs> yes but since so many of these movies do the exact same tricks none of it mm-hmm. remotely feels surprising it's actually more surprising when someone doesn't mm-hmm. turn out to be related to a Skywalker, right. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> or a Palpatine, as the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, like he he goes for this meeting for the job. Matthew Little tries to sell him on it. But he's like, I can't take nights because you know he's got a kid to look after. But so, like, oh, we know you're gonna take the job. Just take the job. So this is Why where are you we making us wait. This is where we get ten minutes of dream sequences. Mm-hmm. We get ten minutes of. Um, like you know, there's a meeting at the school where they're talking to like the little sister Abby's teacher, and like the aunt is there with the lawyer saying, "Oh no, he's unfit to be a parent and a guardian. I should be taking the girl." Uh, which you know, like it's all just here to really drum up. Oh, he really like he's pushed into a corner, and that's why he's going mm-hmm. to take the job. And I'm like, look, you can imply that he was forced into this. In fact, it would probably be more engaging. And I imagine this is why the lore to the fans of the game is engaging. Mm-hmm. It's because when the game starts, you're there, you're in the room, you're at, you're at Freddy's Fazbear restaurant, and you're getting mm-hmm. this brief message saying, this is why you're here, you've got this new job. And then mm-hmm. slowly throughout the game, you get all these little, you know, teases and hints, and it, it kind of like drops these plot beats to sort of explain and flesh out your character. Obviously, I mm-hmm. expect the movie's a lot more fleshed out just because it's a movie and we have to have a whole, you know, character story. But right, right, right. Like, and it, all I could think was like, yeah, there is no reason not to just get to the restaurant, not to get him in the restaurant as quickly as humanly possible. You can fill in mm-hmm. things, ha- have him allude to things, have him, you know, like reveal that he's taking care of a kid after his first night at work. Like, see him go home and find out, oh, he's taking care of a kid. You know, maybe that's why you know, mm-hmm. like, he's taking this shitty job because he's got someone to support. Like, you, you can sort of. Do it in a way where you're sort of like setting up the question and then the answer comes naturally as opposed to we're going to give you 10 minutes of answers. 
before he goes and starts the, the main point of the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> and uh, I, I forget if it's here where you kind of find out that the like the the aunt that wants custody she's she's not a nice person and you kind of realize that she only wants to do it for like the monthly government payments or anything and i like i don't really know exactly how that works but like are you really getting that much money like <laughs> like from like taking a kid into custody like they make it seem like you know like oh she's gonna be a millionaire like all she needs <laughs> is this kid and like i'll do anything to get well, it <laughs> the weird thing is just that we don't really know that for sure. We only, like, mm-hmm. the main character says that. He thinks that's why she wants the kid. But we never actually, like, get anything to confirm it on her end. I, I well, I mean, I, I feel like the fact that she's going to the lengths to, like, hire, mm. like, goons <laughs> and stuff makes it seem like she's not a nice person that just wants the best for the kid, you know? She already seems like she's better off than the main character. And like you say, I don't yeah, imagine yeah. it's that much money that it's, like, that lucrative. I know... <laughs> I, I I know, I mean, I've, I have heard of the practice of people adopting kids so they get, like, mm-hmm. X money for each kid, and if the... <laughs> and obviously, in theory, that's just to pay for, you know, taking care of the kid, but if you're frugal... Musk got all his money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you're frugal with the money, maybe, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you can... Add, I mean, I remember there been a story, like, years ago about uh, a family in the UK that had, like, so many kids and they were on income support, they were actually getting more money than, like like a family with two full-time jobs just because they had so many kids. Oh, wow. But, yeah. I mean, they had, like, eight kids, so it's, like, that's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of people to take care of, like, you know. And kids are very expensive, too, so, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're shitty and you're not spending that money on them, like, w- whatever, but uh, <laughs> you're going to at least have to, you know, spend some. I mean, taking care of eight kids sounds like much more work to me than a job, but... <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I was just thinking, like, in terms of the movie, like, where it's just one kid. But, I mean, yeah. eight, yeah, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's just one kid. Uh, and it, mm-hmm. for the record, Abby, the, the sister, does not want to go to this aunt. She hates her. She has, mm-hmm. wants nothing to do with her. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So that that's set up. Uh, he goes to the job after he eventually agrees to, to take it. Because he's basically told by the teacher that if this does go to, uh, to a jury or a, a, a judge to decide who gets custody you not having a job's going to look really 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 bad so mm-hmm. deal with that and that makes him take the job he's got a babysitter in place to, to look after the kid and he goes to the job i think <laughs> one of the things that r- was really weird to me and i get and i didn't bother me too much initially because i was like well you can't just go straight to the ultimate horror stuff as soon as he's there sure yeah but i did think it was a bit strange that he just goes for a nap <laughs> and nothing bad happens to him because of it. Yeah. You know, I, I, well, he gets a slight cut. Like, it's implied that one of them cuts him on the arm, but, like, a oh, boo hoo. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like a nothing thing. Yeah. So, but that just immediately goes, okay, well, all right. But I guess you have to build up to it. I mean, I don't really know why they're not bothering him on night one, but I guess, okay, you have to, like, build suspense over the movies. You have to ramp up tension. Maybe, I don't know, they like to observe their victim for a while first or something they have sure, to get sure. a sense of who he is and what he's doing uh but we'll give him five nights yes but he always goes to sleep at work and he always dreams and he always like sees the memory of his brother being taken again mm-hmm. except now that he's at five nights at freddy's he starts like seeing these other kids uh mm-hmm. which spoilers these kids are the ghosts that are in all the other animatronics 
mm-hmm. and they're the victims of the the killer often now i mean on paper that idea like i i don't mind that okay if you're at this restaurant and there's haunted animatronics uh all right well what is the reason why they act in this way oh it's because they're you know the haunted by the ghosts of, of these kids like i'm totally fine with that it's just this movie goes about the most like annoying boring way to deliver that through these like bullshit dream sequences with these kids that are like are not creepy and like you were saying before they just show way too much of them it does feel like you get more of them than the actual animatronics and it's uh it's so annoying i I hated this it's certainly the main way they interact with him like they don't Mm -hmm. come stalking him we don't get him looking at the monitors and like shutting doors and trying to like survive Mm -hmm. we get ghost kids talking to him in his dream which is not what people think about when they think of five nights at freddy's i would imagine yeah like you, you just want the animatronics like coming and you know creeping you out and attacking and then maybe you realize that they're the ghosts that's totally fine but to actually be having conversations with them it, it's so dumb it's uh, such a bad choice yeah it's around this part of the movie where we're interested in vanessa who's this mm-hmm, cop mm-hmm. Uh, who shows up to check in on the main character and she's kind of familiar with this place and she's helpful she she has a couple of weird lines here early on though like after she patches up his arm that's got the cut on it uh she's like hey have you seen the animatronics and she like you know pulls open the curtain and turns them on and they all start pretending to like dance and sing because they're like a band and Mm -hmm. she turns and says isn't it the most wonderful thing you've ever seen and i'm like i mean this is a bunch of animatronics that's a bit of an extreme (laughs) statement to me and then she sort of turns to him and goes would you like to dance and i'm like you're asking this guy you've just met if he would like to dance to the animatronics mm-hmm. at this old kid's uh, pizza restaurant that feels a bit weird um, yeah. so that stuck out to me early on it's like okay she's going to turn out to be someone she's a big change from the games apparently um, the character mm-hmm. she's named that or she's either named after a character who's later in the games or she's like a different version of that character but mm-hmm. in the game she comes in like the 5th or 6th game or something like that and she's not the daughter of the killer and which would make sense because imagine if like both of these characters were both kids of the killer that would be absurd yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um but here she is the i guess this is how they wanted to keep the oh someone's the child of the killer but mm-hmm. we don't want to make it this, the the main character so which, which like I, I don't know makes her seem like such a, a shitty person if she knows her like it's, I, i'm guessing she knows her dad's a killer, but like she, she's never told anyone. Like I, I know it's your dad, but like, I, you know, he's killing children. Like for God's sake, you think you would tell someone? <laughs> Maybe your her colleagues at the police station. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was such a weird, like, messy reveal, and just led to like way too many questions. Like it's like okay, uh... so. Does he have some type of control over you? Like, are you are you keeping quiet because you love him? Are you actively helping him? Do you think he's changed? Because it seems like, like I don't know. Are, are we to believe he he killed these? Was it like five kids or something? I don't know. Yeah, like four or five kids, like back in the eighties, and then hasn't done anything since. But I mean, we know people are dying at, at the place because you have the security guy in the beginning. Does she suspect him? I, oh. I, I don't know. Like. I think, well, I think she knows that he's behind it. I, I think 
he controls her not in like a supernatural way or anything like that. I think he just controls her in the way that a parent's kind of like brainwashed their kid. I think what they're going for here is a sort of redemption thing where she wants to like warn the main character. She kind of tries to subtly and then by the end she does end up intervening to help save him and kind of almost dies as a result. Although she's in a hospital bed at the end. So if we get a sequel, she's probably going to be back. Which by the way, I was thinking I vaguely recognized this actress that played uh, Vanessa. Uh, mm-hmm. She was the lead character in Countdown, if you recall that movie. <laughs> uh, I, I think I expunged it from my my brain a little bit, but that's yeah. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so she, she leaves him be, but uh, gives a bunch of weird warnings and says some mm-hmm. weird things. Uh, and that's basically what Night One was unless i'm forgetting mm-hmm. something uh i don't think so so after this we, we meet the the babysitter has a secret meeting with the aunt and the lawyer apparently the aunt was paying off the babysitter to try and find evidence in the main character's house that he's doing something illegal so even the babysitter can't just be another <laughs> character it has to be like working for the bad guys uh. And because she's not found anything, like, well, we need to get him into trouble somehow. So the aunt says she'll pay this random guy, who I guess is the babysitter's boyfriend, although they never really say that. I just, I'm just making a leap there. Seems uh, like it, yeah. Like, how about you go and break into the the the, the restaurant, the the, the Freddy's mm-hmm. Fazbear, and wreck it, and therefore he's done a bad job because. You know, people have broken in and wrecked it, and he'll get fired, mm-hmm. and he'll look bad again. So it'll make him look terrible. <laughs> so they agree to do this. And at this point in the movie, okay, there's been a lot of padding at this point, but I'm thinking, all right, fine, fine, fine. They're doing something smart here. They're setting up mm-hmm. a reason why a group of characters will be there to be fodder, to be body count for mm-hmm. for the slasher style movie that we're presumably building up to here. And yeah. uh, that was fine. And I thought, oh, that'll be like. You know, in a normal paced movie of this type, I'd expect that to be something where they sneak in while he's there and they're sort of moving around and it's like a big chunk of the movie where they've been picked off one by one. Instead, they break in, like, the next day and they're there during the day when he's not there and the animatronics, you know, obviously hunt them down and kill them. Uh, and it happens all in the span of under five minutes and then it's done, it's closed, we move on. And it never, mm-hmm. you know, like, obviously the main character finds their bodies like way, way later, but like, it's not like an ongoing thing like I thought it would yeah. be. It's it's like a very one and done <clears throat> quick turnaround. Yeah, uh, so a couple of things. Uh, so first of all, the start of the scene where they're at the diner or whatever, discussing their plans. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, this is, that's where they have the 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 weird lawyer mm. character there and uh it, it's just a strange scene because it seems like it's trying to be funny it has a lawyer it has like the waiter who's kind of trying to be a little goofy and like they're getting mad at him and but again it's everything just feels so forced and, and it falls flat and it, it just feels like so out of tone with the rest of the movie it's, it's just strange choices uh to me and then um yeah, the plan is kind of weird to me because it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, someone's going to we're going to break in and then he'll get fired. But then it's like you said they break in during the day when he's not at work. Like, I don't know. it. Like, I I feel like that's not his fault. Like, I mean, maybe he'll still get fired for it or whatever because, you know, you know, I think Vanessa are, says but... 
he forgot to lock a door and that would then be his oh, fault okay. if he did that but that didn't i mean they didn't know he was going to do that so it was kind of yeah that was almost <laughs> just a stroke of luck i guess if, if that's the yeah. case um <laughs> and then also though like you said the the kills are just so like they could potentially be pretty cool like there's someone that kind of gets like you know eaten in half or whatever but it's all in shadow and there's like no blood or anything that just feels very yep not the kind of gruesome cool gory kills that you'd want yeah like i i was thinking oh this is the start of them acting like a horror movie uh, but then mm-hmm. it also ended up being more or less the end of them acting like a horror movie as well right yeah because because later on there's not really that much to it because this is the, the, the thing is that because the babysitter is now dead because she was with this group mm-hmm. the main character can't find the babysitter so he has to take abby to work with him and he's like hey you're going to come with me you're going to just sleep in a tent in the security mm-hmm. room and I thought, oh, this isn't such a bad idea. That gives, like, maybe more stakes. So, Because at this point, I'm still hoping it's going to turn into kind of what the game is. Maybe they're just saving it for, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's what they're building to. They're building to him being in that room with her and try to protect her. And that adds, like, mm-hmm. extra... Because, oh, now she's in danger. Not, he's not just trying to save himself. He's trying to save his little sister. And right. that adds some extra, you know, stakes. Um, but instead, like, there's a couple of, you know, like, creepy moments potentially where mm-hmm. he hears something and she gets up and wanders around and maybe something could happen to her but very quickly she she makes friends with with the the <laughs> animatronic she 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 already talks to imaginary friends all the time anyway mm-hmm. so she starts making friends with with the animatronics and we get to this point where the main character walks out and sees her talking to them and the animatronics even turn and look at him as if to mm-hmm. be like yeah we're talking to her what of it and the next day he goes to Vanessa and he's like, Hey, you knew, didn't you? You knew they're alive. And she's like, yeah, it's the ghosts of like all these missing kids that are inhabiting the, the, the animatronics. Uh, they're being friends with her. And this leads to a scene when he brings Abby back that night and Vanessa's there too. Abby's like this build of four. So the kids, the main character, Vanessa, and the animatronics together build a fort using the tables. And they're even lying around together in a circle <laughs> as if they're all happy. And I'm like, how am I supposed to remotely feel anything resembling horror <laughs> when you've neutered your deadly killing machines this much? Mm-hmm. I, 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 like, it's gone. You've, you've killed it. It's dead. Yeah. No, they're like, you know, they become like E.T. or something. Like, you know, they're cute, friendly, like you know kid sidekick uh instead of yeah like deadly killing machine i think there's like the scene too where um yeah like when they kind of first see what's going on when like she's screaming and he runs into the room he's like what's happening and she's like they're tickling me i thought i was gonna (laughs) die i was like oh my god this is so dumb and cheesy and i I don't know it feels like it kind of wants to be like heartwarming or, or something like they do like a you know, like a, 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 a like a montage with like rock music and stuff. We're all like playing and having fun, and it's like, yeah, this is just so not what I envisioned this movie to be. Not at all. It's it's so weird. It's and I guess like, the- like what if like halfway through like you know I don't know like a Nightmare on Elm Street or, or something like Freddy's just hanging out with the kids, being like, yo, you guys aren't so bad. Like, yeah, you're pretty cool <laughs> too, Freddy. Like, it'd be so weird. I guess the I guess the point is that they're going for almost like a Megan style thing where mm-hmm. it's like oh it's friendly but there's like a motive and like over time it's going to get scary potentially mm-hmm. but 
they never like there's not enough time to actually develop that and i think because you've done this first like without even like like it felt weird to me that the main character's first proof that they were alive and moving around Mm -hmm. is in this way where they're actually just being nice because it was Mm -hmm. like wait you're not going to like have him thinking he saw them move and be scared by it and like have him get paranoid and like i i would assume that would be part of the start of the movie early on when when he's starting to you know he's not quite believing yet that they're moving around but they are mm-hmm. so he's seen hints of it and he like there's no build up to that there's no mm-hmm. tension to it and i forget too if this is around the time uh there's just like another dumb bullshit thing that, that made me mad but like when he's talking to vanessa and i, I think he's saying like like one of the reasons why he wants to say is because when he's there, like my dreams feel more vivid and more real. And I feel like I can see who took my brother. Like he says something like, Oh yeah, there's a theory that humans remember everything they see and you just need like help, like figuring it out. And I, yeah. I think these ghosts are going to, to be clear on even before you got this job, he was taking sleeping pills so that every single mm-hmm. night and he looks up at a poster on Nebraska because presum- presumably that's where they were camping when this happened. <laughs> So he can try and see the killer in his dreams from his memory. And when he talks to Vanessa, this is, I think this is when she comes to him and like gives him shit for like not locking the door. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, no, no I, I like being at, at Freddy's Fazbear because like, I ca- it's like I'm connected to my, my past in a way that I am nowhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to unlock that memory. So that's why he's intentionally going to sleep. He's taking sleeping pills to go to sleep mm-hmm. every time he's at work to try and and i'm like so you're telling me that every single night you go to the freddy's place where the animatronic things that are supposed to be this terrifying killing force that you're terrified of and try to defend yourself from in the games that is you're going there and sleeping every night and not having basically any consequences (laughs) for doing so yeah I know eventually, <laughs> once they're mad that he's not wanting to give them his sister later on, they, mm-hmm. they do kind of like hurt him. And this was actually one of the scenes where I thought it was really bad that there was no blood because it's like in the dream, the kids are running past him and slashing him with like knives. And mm-hmm. he's sort of like, you know, oh, my arm, oh, my leg. And he gets slashed like maybe five or six times. Mm-hmm. And every single shot, you can't see any of these cuts. You can't see any blood. He's just kind of holding mm-hmm. parts of his body and pretending that he's been hurt. It just it looks really... Yeah, it's very unconvincing, I suppose. I'll yeah. say, and it's it's another missed opportunity where okay, so you know, essentially the games play like you know things are coming at you, and you're trying to be able to see and know where they're coming uh, in order to stop them. So here's another potential scene where again, it's not in the office with the TVs, so it's not exactly like the game game, but you could try to maybe you know work it a little bit more to be like that like maybe he's kind of looking side to side and, and mm. seeing you know kids disappearing in the trees or something but yeah instead it's just this kind of boring scene where they're just running real fast and it's like impossible to see so one just slashes them and he turns around and another one doesn't it's just boring and also it's like oh right, i guess the the kids have knives or like they all just yeah, i guess little yeah. knives like i i feel like you know the animatronics are very like distinctive and each one has i assume like kind of a different style like you know one has a cupcake one is you know very big with big teeth and i think one's like supposed to be faster or whatever but it, it doesn't in the dream sequence just like oh no they're all just the same and just have nice. i think yeah i think there's a blonde kid who it implies is the fox animatronic mm-hmm. at one point it kind of like shows you him like and he fades it at the darkness and then the animatronic walks out 
So I think mm-hmm. that was implying he's specifically that one. But for the most part, it doesn't really matter. Like the other kids are just kind of standing there. Yeah. Uh, I. Yeah. The, the 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 main sort of thrust as we go into like the back chunk of the movie is that, uh, the the, the animatronics slash kids that are inside them want Abby to join them, meaning they want to make her one of the animatronics. And mm-hmm. when they basically say in a dream to, this sounds so stupid as I'm saying it. In the dream with the main character, Mike, they say to him, hey, we'll tell you who killed your brother if you give us your sister. And for a second, he almost says yes. But then he's like, well, no, wait, actually, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be my sister. That's, that's nonsense. <laughs> um, and that's when they all slash him and stuff. And it's when he's then, he's sort of rescued by Vanessa because he wakes up and this is the only time it feels like the, the animatronics are even chasing him. And it's such a short, shitty scene where it's just him running down the hallway, he's trying to get to the fire exit and he can't get out, and it implies that one of them's come up behind him and attacked him. But then he wakes up and he's in like a... It's like, it's like police, uh, like, equipment depot or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a little, just a little storage building uh, with police stuff in it. But she's taken mm-hmm. him there and she's patched him up, and this is where she confesses... I think this is where she confessed all this, that her father... Uh, something after and I can't remember his first name is the killer and he owns Five Nights at Freddy's or uh, Freddy's Fazbear so he's the killer uh, they never mm-hmm. found the bodies because the bodies were hidden inside the animatronics mm-hmm. and that's what all this is and somehow he controls he has control over the ghosts and the animatronics uh, how or why is not really really explored we don't really understand that but Whatever. Yeah, that's why, like, uh, I, I feel, I mean, on the one hand, I don't care, but then on, on the other hand, I also am, have a lot of questions about, yeah, exactly what's going on. It's like, okay, so he's controlling them, but how exactly is he doing it? And so what is it ultimately that these things want? Like, are they sympathetic creatures uh, that we're supposed to feel sorry for, but they're being controlled? Uh, or are they legitimately dangerous and evil? Because, I mean, I, I'm assuming that they want, you know, to make her one of them that it doesn't seem like that's something that, you know, he would want to do. Um, I, know, I think I, he I mean, does. I, I don't know. I think he does. Cause I think this you is think? how he's killing people now is he's, he's using his animatronics to kill the guards. Right. And I think now that there's a kid involved that's coming to the restaurant. I think he, I think him controlling them is, I think he's like, Hey, you could have a new friend. Like, I think he wants her, like, this is how he's like, fulfilling his urge now i guess i guess yeah yeah that's how i read um, it anyway if that's that's felt like how he's still killing people is that he's doing it through them as opposed to uh you know the way he used to do it that although as mm-hmm. we see at the ending he does have his own little his costume that makes him look like one of the animatronics that he goes mm-hmm. about and he's the big yellow bunny <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah so no i i think that i i think i got that part of it, is that he was still taking satisfaction and killing people and mm-hmm. when, effectively when he's picking people to go work there he's picking new victims that he can mm-hmm. kill and basically the only type of people who will take this job are people who are like down in their luck and therefore might easily disappear compared to others you know well I, I guess the thing with that is it's like okay so are you going after like lonely down on their luck people like that you know need like random late night security jobs or are you going after like little kids like you know 
because uh, I, I guess it'd be one thing if you have like random no name security guard in the beginning, but then it's like, well, it seems like it's going to be more suspicious if you're, you know, a, a little girl is going to go disappearing and then teachers from school and the aunt and stuff is going to notice. Well, no, and no, no I, dies later, but. I agree, but I think that's the point is I think he has switched to just killing security guards because it was mm-hmm. getting too, it was too much heat. It was too, too, too much suspicious to be killing kids. I think. Mm-hmm when the main character Mike took his little sister to the restaurant, it was basically offering a kid into the, into the lines then. And mm-hmm. I think it was like, Oh, now there's an urge to do this. There's an urge to like kill her okay. now because now he's got an opportunity. I, I, like I, maybe I'm giving the movie too much credit here, but that was the, the vibe I was getting from all this is that this was like an opportunity to kill a kid again. And that's why he was so excited. And it felt like he was controlling the others, because, I mean, the end of the movie is that Abby draws a picture of what actually happened in the past. Almost like the ghost <laughs> kids didn't know that they'd been killed by this guy. Mm-hmm. And she draws a, a picture of him killing them uh, or, or of them killing him. Either way, it basically makes them all kill him, right? That's the end of the yeah. movie. That's how they get away at the end. This is after Vanessa's already been stabbed by her dad. Um I think, honestly, him showing up and pulling off the mask and it's like, oh, it was him all along. The guy you gave him the job is the killer. That felt just kind of lukewarm to me. It felt like, a, like, you know. It wasn't, like, it wasn't surprising. Like. No. It, 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 it's not like at the start of the movie, I was like, well, he's going to end up being the killer. But it, it wasn't like a shock <laughs> or anything. I think the, the thing for me that stuck out as being weird is that it felt like we met him too quick after building mm-hmm. up. Like, if, if especially since there was a good chance there was going to be sequels, it felt weird to me to just like sh- like I think just hearing about the legend of this guy named Afton who was killing kids mm-hmm. by the end would have been enough and just teased mm-hmm. a mystery as opposed to we hear about it from Vanessa and then within about ten minutes we're seeing him take off the mask and be like, yeah, it was me. I killed all those kids kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it just, it feels like, you know, I killed your brother now. I'll kill you too. <laughs> it just, it's like, ah, oh, this is just coming off as super like cheesy movie stuff now. And yeah, didn't enjoy and, any and, of that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I hate to ask so many questions cause I, I, I generally don't care. I think the movie and the storytelling is very sloppy, but like, so has he just been killing like, security guard after security guard like is this something that's been going on for years because again it feels like at some point it's gonna start raising suspicions or or whatever i mean i I know you know his daughter's on the police force maybe she can you know cover things up a little bit or something but i mean after a while uh or has it just like been like all right he's been in hiding it in a while and now you know he's getting the urge again or something i don't know I, I guess it doesn't matter, but it's, I couldn't help thinking about that kind of stuff. Well, I, I think he probably does have the job that he has at the start of the movie. That's probably what he does for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, but my assumption is is that this job isn't actually in the system. It's not something actually on the files. So there's no record of him sending people to this place to work. He's just doing uh, that okay. off the off the books, as it were. So there's no record mm-hmm. of him sending someone there. So therefore... There's no evidence that anyone ever went there. And so as far as the, the okay. official records go, I imagine all these people who go there to work just are missing people. They, they don't know where yeah. they went. Um, unless they happen to tell someone they got a gig and told them where it was, like the police wouldn't even know well, to check that place. I mean, if it's like one person every couple of years, fair enough. But yeah, if it's like, you know, 
one person every five days eventually yes there will be someone <laughs> that has friends or family that sure tell someone yeah. that about their job i i, I do uh, think it, it was probably more spread out than that. i don't think he was literally getting a new victim like immediately after the previous mm-hmm. like i i suspect he probably had to wait for the right type of person he was probably mm-hmm. you know he's probably picking his victims as best he could sure 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 yeah not that i'm saying that would be foolproof by any means but mm-hmm. i i imagine if someone comes in and is like yeah 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 i'm done you know i I've got, I've got a big family and i you know i work nights because of this reason like i'm sure I'm sure he tries to wean out some of the, the the more suspicious potential victims. Right. Do we was there anything indicating, like when this took place? Because I'm trying to like I don't think like I I saw like I mean I don't I don't know if it's supposed to be modern. Like I I don't I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I don't like remember people having like cell phones or anything, but. The only reason why I ask is because, like, I feel like at their home they had stuff like they had like very old looking TVs and, like, yeah, you know I noticed I mean? that. Um, I think in the moment I just assumed that this was like, oh, he's poor, so he's got this ancient TV. Uh, <laughs> it's but... their parents' house that maybe, yeah, died a while ago and he hasn't yeah. really been able to upgrade anything. That said, though, it's not that old a TV. Like, it's <laughs> it's one of those uh, like DVD player inside the TV things, mm-hmm. so it kind of puts it in the two thousands, which. I think it actually makes sense from the timeline that they set up at the uh, with the backstory because the the whole idea that these murders happened in the eighties. This is when the restaurant was <laughs> open, and Vanessa says, "I loved this place as a kid," which would imply if she was a kid in the eighties, and she's like thirty or whatever now, that would mean that we're probably in the early two thousands, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that that stands to reason. And like you say, <laughs> I I don't remember any uh, phones. That said, I mean. Mobile phones did exist in the early 2000s. They just weren't smartphones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. see anyone using those either, I don't think. But Again, it doesn't matter. I was, I was just uh, yeah. curious. But, I, yeah, I'd say that's fairly likely. But if it is present day, it just means that he's got a bunch of old stuff because he's struggling for money. Yeah. And that's just kind of okay. it. But, yeah. But you're right, though. There's no, like, phones in the movie, so... Uh, oh, well, mobile phones, obviously... <laughs> Uh, the the famous kind of like message saying this is what you do at the job is just a phone call to start. It's not a phone message. Yeah. Uh, that's just something Matthew Lillard says to him over the phone. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and, and you mentioned before how he he's looking at that map of Nebraska and he's having those dreams. So do do we know where this takes place? Like, is that is it in Nebraska? Or is there a completely different state? Just the the reason why I'm wondering is because it's like. Oh yeah, what would the the odds be that he lives there, but then the killer was also in the same place he was vacationing, and now it's like also in the same town where he's getting the job? You know what I mean? It's I don't know. uh, it's not where it takes the main movie takes place because at one point when Vanessa sees the poster, she says, "Why in Nebraska?" Which to me implies they're not in Nebraska. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So then uh, they just uh, happen... Other than that, I can't tell you a damn thing, Tim. That's all I can offer you, is that one piece of evidence. Because, <laughs> again, it's just like, my God, the coincidence that they would just happen to run across this child killer when they're on vacation, and then it, that that killer just happens to live in, in their hometown. I mean, and, again, it, it just... Everything just seems, like, so conveniently connected, and it's dumb, I think. <laughs> I mean, you're not getting any arguments from me. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I try to piece things together the best and, I could, could based on what the movie offers me. 
But even if I and, do, I'm not saying it's satisfying. I'm not saying it, you know, right, right. is engaging. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. And, you know, if... And, and the thing is, a lot of this stuff wouldn't matter if the movie was more fun and over-the-top, maybe a little cheesy. Then, yeah, you wouldn't really care about this stuff. But when it's trying to be so, you know, uh, serious and dramatic and making you care about these characters, it's like, uh, you can't help but think of all these kind of things and just how silly they are and for the record i just want to make it clear they should make us care about the characters there's nothing wrong with that right, right, be, right, being yeah. the goal it's just the way this movie does it is bloated drawn out mm-hmm. and melodramatic and doesn't succeed in it um i i, I want to like the characters and root for them but i don't i don't want it to be because you know they have this traumatic experience and i i'm like so invested in in him resolving his grief and you know all this kind of dumb stuff again it's it's execution like that 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 sounds mm-hmm. fine it, like you can that, that could be a great reason to root for a character you just have to mm-hmm. set it up properly you just have to set it up in a way that it's not you're not annoyed every time they bring it up because they just keep <laughs> beating the same beat over and over again yeah i i, I yeah, we didn't even mention that. So before the ending takes place, Freddy actually goes to his house to pick up the little sister right. and kills the yeah. aunt. Off camera, we just see her legs. Mm-hmm. We don't actually get to see a murder. but uh, And they get a, a cab ride back, which is played for laughs, like mm-hmm. you said earlier. Um, I don't know how much these things weigh, but like the the way it's filmed is like it makes it feel like there's like, you know, a gigantic thousand pound thing that just sits in the guy's taxi and uh again i feel like a reasonable person would have a lot more questions but you know they're trying to be funny and the guy's just like why do i get all the weirdos Hmm." like oh boy (laughs) instead of being like what the hell is that thing like what is going on can i even drive with it in my car yeah and it's not even like once all this happens and like mike's going back to try and save his sister uh like Mm -hmm. you know he gets like a some tasers from Vanessa. She's like, "Hey, take these tasers. That, that because they're electrical, yeah. it'll, it'll slow them down. It'll give it'll give you some time." Electricity is their weakness. <laughs> so we don't actually get cool scenes of of him hiding from them while they stalk mm-hmm. him like a horror movie. We just get him tasing them. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's all we get. Which is fre- anticlimactic. Yeah, it freezes them for whatever amount of time, and then he's able <laughs> to go and try and get his sister, who almost goes into this deadly looking, you know. Uh, animatronic that's got all these like trap spike things that are going to close in mm-hmm. uh, but he gets to her in time and then the ending plays out like we said uh, Keller shows up daughter Vanessa tries to like redeem herself by stopping him he he stabs her and then ultimately the kid saves the day by mm-hmm. convincing all of the animatronics to kill the killer instead uh, which begs the question are they good now? Are they still going to hurt people? <laughs> because he's gone now? I, I don't know yeah um so a few quick things one uh, i i do hate this thing when they do this in horror movies where you know because it's kind of a trope when you have like the little kid that befriends like the monster or the evil thing and they think it's like oh it's like my imaginary friend here they don't realize it's dangerous but it, i don't know like it, it always just feels <laughs> Tim, are you aware there's a movie called imaginary with this exact plot oh, God, coming yes, out yes <laughs> pretty soon uh, I pretty believe. soon yeah. Oh boy, uh, I haven't been to the theaters in a while, and if that's like the first movie I see in like months of not going to the theater, I'm gonna be very upset. Um, 
but <laughs> you have a choice in this matter, Tim. You realize that, right? It's very hard to do. Uh, it's I, I mean, maybe it's easier for some people, but uh, with two no, no, kids, no, 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 no. Right. I'm saying you could just choose not to go see that. That's how easy this choice is. I'm not saying you should see other things first. I'm saying you could just <laughs> choose to not see it. <laughs> you know, the fans are gonna want it. They're gonna be. Uh, demanding the imaginary episode. Uh, I, I mean, I know we have to do it at least when it comes out in VOD. <laughs> but come on, like. But the, so anyway, though, I'd like yeah, this trope where yeah, you have the little kid and the like. Oh yeah, this big monster thing is actually my friend, and I, I just hate in movies like this where it just feels so unbelievable to me that it's like, okay, this kid is like, th- like this thing is like so creepy, and it's like a little ghost, and your aunt is like passed out on the floor, and the kid's just like. Oh, look, she fell asleep. And the kid is not, like, freaked out at all. Like, they're just mm. like, yeah, this is all right. Like, I I mean, I, I don't know how old technically the kid was supposed to be. But, like, you know, if you're not, like, three or four, <laughs> like, you know, if you're at least, like, somewhat old enough, like, I, I feel like you would be freaked out by this. And I, I just always hate in this point. It's like, oh, no, they're my friend. It's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, and I really can't emphasize enough, like, how much those large stretches of this movie that are about him and his dreams, or mm-hmm. about talking to Vanessa, or, like, the actual horror movie content of the film mm-hmm. is so minor. And now that's not to say that you have to have, like, suspenseful scenes all the time for it to count as a horror movie. I am not saying that at all. But typically in a horror movie where you do, like, have dips, you know, peaks and valleys of, like, the tension, mm-hmm. then it, it dies down. Right. You know, I just rewatched Nightmare on Elm Street the other day, right? Oh, nice. Just because just I felt like it. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I'm going to compare it to with that movie here is that in that movie, even when there's not a scene where she's like, you know, falling asleep and Freddy Krueger's chasing after her, the plot in between those parts is about that. It's about her saying, oh, I'm mm-hmm. scared of this thing happening. How do I deal with this? And everything's about dealing with the horror element of the story because that's the main driving force of the whole thing. But in this movie... For the vast majority of the runtime, at no point does make the main character think there's anything dangerous about the animatronics or dangerous about where he works. He's just concerned with doing his backstory stuff. It's never mm-hmm. even a concern to him that these animatronics either like are a bit creepy or for a good chunk of it, he knows mm-hmm. they're alive. He knows they're walking around and he just goes to work the next time like, oh, this is a weird thing <laughs> that I'm involved in. Yeah. Oh, well, no harm, no and done. That, and I mean... No offense to you know Mr. Hutcherson or whatever, <laughs> but um, I, I you know I, I guess he's not he's not like a horror blacker, but this character is just so goddamn bland. And yeah, if you compare it to yeah. something like Nightmare on Elm Street, like I don't know, those, those feel like you, you get to see the characters having fun and talking as teenagers. Where like when you introduce to this character, it's just like immediately him being so angry and haunted by his past and you know he, he just everything is just so serious and i don't know what i'm gonna do like you know you, i don't know it, it, I, I i like to see my characters like i don't have personalities or have fun and not not just constantly being worried or driven by their grief or whatever you know i would be I wouldn't want to like, just say he's a bland actor based on this movie because this movie mm-hmm. is obviously not a great example of anything. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I remember thinking he was very bland in the Hunger Games movies as well. Like he was like, the yeah. main love interest, kind of. Mm-hmm. 
it was kind of a love triangle, I guess. He wasn't the only one, but it, I, I remember mm-hmm. thinking he was bland in that and had no chemistry with the main character. And yeah. so, I, I'm not particularly impressed with his output thus far. But admittedly, I only have this and Hunger Games to go on. So, yeah, take your pick. <sighs> Yeah, and then the kind of like you were saying before, like okay, are these animatronics good now? There's kind of like a little thing like right at the end of the movie where they're like, I, I think you know the sister Abby is like, it's like oh they're all alone now. Like can we go visit them? And he's kind of says something like, well you never know, maybe. <laughs> like, it's like yeah, I mean, even if they ended up doing the right thing, it's like I don't know. I I still wouldn't trust these gigantic supernatural killing machines also like, just in terms of to- i hate this in horror movies this is this is mm-hmm. like i'm going to kind of shit in something that's otherwise good here mm-hmm. but the ending of uh haunting a hell house right mike flanagan show on netflix oh sure sure right mm-hmm. pretty solid horror story throughout you know lots of characters some interesting filmmaking and then the final episode it's like someone turns the light on and like now everything's mm-hmm. just kind of a sweet ending to a story now and t- takes mm-hmm. away from any of this, the scares that were once there. That's kind of how this feels to me as well. The idea that you end your movie with the characters like, yeah, all those scary ghosts, they're actually kind of nice mm-hmm. and sweet now. You know, maybe we'll just <laughs> go visit them because they're friendly yeah. kind of thing. Like, that feels like you're just kind of, again, detoothing everything. Now, don't get, oh, don't get me wrong. Like, like, this whole idea that the, the animatronics are actually the ghosts of murdered children is super dark. And I do mm-hmm. understand that on some level there should maybe be like a tragic sense of sympathy because, you know, sure. it's not their fault they're in this position. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's supposed to be a horror movie and I don't think always treating them with this, uh, we have to like, you know, <laughs> feel bad for the kind of, I don't know, it, yeah. it doesn't work. Anyway, we sent him. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I'm not necessarily against having a happy ending, you know, for a horror movie. Like, that's fine, but kind of like you're saying like when it's too sweet and you know saccharine it just yeah it just kind of leaves like a bad taste in your mouth i think you can have a happy ending but i think a happy ending that completely i don't know like almost de-horrifies whatever the, it. yeah the main whatever the main antagonist was like it'd be like if you got to the end of nightmare on elm street and freddy krieger was like you know what i feel really bad that i did all those bad things <laughs> i'm going to go to therapy and pay for my, pay, pay, you know do the time for the crime, as it, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I like, again, there's probably some more nuanced ways to actually tackle some of these ideas where you could do the unexpected and it would actually be quite satisfying. But this movie okay. is not pushing boundaries. This movie is not taking things and, and doing anything interesting with them. It, mm-hmm. it feels like a mid-2000s horror movie because a lot of this yeah. sort of uh, tone and this idea of having the sweet ending kind of mm-hmm. thing feels like of that era, but somehow has even less horror than any of those movies did. Uh, <laughs> that's very much the vibe I get from this. I, you know, I'm thinking of the era of like, uh, like your darkness falls and the skeleton key and uh, stuff. <laughs> the skeleton in that. key has a pretty dark ending. I would say I've never actually seen it. I just always kind of bundle it in my head with movies of that time. Okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I, I don't want to give anything away then, but, uh, 13 yeah, actually, ghosts, whatever that, I don't know. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Which Matthew Lillard's in, funnily enough. Yeah. Which I, I, I do like Matthew Lillard. It's always nice to see him, but... Yeah, this character didn't do much for me here. Mm. All right, well, there you go. That's 
Five Nights at Freddy's. It was a bland, <sighs> bloated movie that forgot to be a horror movie for the vast majority of its runtime. Mm. And I think, despite everything we've said, I think the biggest problem, just to go all the way back to the start of this discussion, at no point does it even for one scene actually try to emulate what the the experience mm-hmm. of the game is. Instead, it's all yeah. the melodramatic mythology stuff, which would have been far more interesting, and the game's probably proof of this, if it's more teased throughout without just being blatantly ex- you know, explicit the entire time. But hey. Yeah, like the, the whole idea behind a lot of the things, I don't have a problem with. It's just, like you are saying, it's execution. The way it's presented is very flat and boring and so self-serious. And it just, it's, uh, there's just, to me, it... it there's like okay like things are bad and then things like okay it's so actively not doing what i wanted to do or you know like going against its own interests it's like making me mad like i don't this if people like it fine or whatever but i don't know this movie like kind of made me pissed at how bad it was here's an example like what if so he punches the guy in the mall right He he gets the job, right? Maybe cut out what I said earlier, that 10 minutes mm-hmm. you could easily cut out. He gets the job. What if instead of having all those dream sequences, which are just up its own ass, just self-indulgent, all that stuff, what mm-hmm. if instead the first time you hear that he had a brother who was abducted is when he tells Vanessa? Because one, mm-hmm. it would make that conversation more meaningful to us because it'd be, it'd be something new. Yeah. And two... What if that was the, the main motivation for her trying to help him? Is that she feels sympathy now that she's like, oh, this isn't just like some faceless person. This is someone mm-hmm. who's a victim of what my father already did long ago. You could have used that to be more of a yeah. motivation for her. But it feels like she was already kind of trying to help him beforehand. So there didn't feel like mm-hmm. enough of a turning point. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to think of ways to improve what's there. Uh, but fundamentally, mm-hmm. I think you have to just completely go back to the drawing board and like just make a movie that is kind of a bottle movie that's mostly i mean you can have a few scenes outside the Mm. restaurant but it should have been almost entirely in there it should have been Mm. all set at night over these five nights like Mm -hmm. it's called five nights at freddy's and i feel like maybe if we go back and count it was technically five nights but they don't it's not like a countdown it's not like we're building up to night five Mm. which is when the people always die so there's like a ticking time clock like maybe that's how it should feel it should feel like the ring you've got five days on night five you're going to die Mm -hmm. that's how this works but yeah it definitely didn't feel like it and um yeah it it is so funny how often they're going back to this dumb dream sequence in the on the camping ground because it's yeah it is five nights at freddy's he should just be in freddy's the majority of the time but (laughs) if it does feel like he's even when he's there he's mostly in this like dream state so you're not even like seeing the you know, creepy atmosphere of like the restaurant at, at night. You're seeing like this brightly lit park. <laughs> it where, feels, yeah, it feels like an afterthought. It's it's five days in the Nebraska <laughs> forest. That's what the movie is. <laughs> I mean, even just as something as simple as each night he goes to work, just have big captions saying night one, night two. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, get, yeah. Give it that feeling that we're we're doing five nights. For sure. <sighs> I want to go back and count there because I bet I bet it's not five. I bet it's like four or six just to be yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, one quick thing uh, or question that I had to just just out of curiosity, like growing up, did you? Because this is very clearly inspired by like places like Chuck E. Cheese, which mm-hmm. 
I know it was like a, a thing, you know, in the States, like growing up and stuff, but I'm just curious if you had those near you or if you've ever been to one or. Uh, no Chuck E. Cheese for sure. It's just not a thing mm-hmm. in the UK. And to be honest, I never, I don't think there's any restaurants that I was aware of growing up that were like this, that had mm-hmm. animatronics, like animatronic or, people, bands and- or people in costume even. I guess the mm-hmm. only thing that comes close is I think when I was a very young kid, you may get a Royal McDonald at a McDonald's in the, sure, sure. in the kids' play area, but that's like, mm-hmm. that's very different. That's that's not... Yeah. Especially know. when Mac is there. Especially when Mac is there. Which, by <laughs> the way, if you're a patron, uh, mm-hmm. next month, Mac and Me is the Extra Reels movie, so... <laughs> so, uh, what's funny is, yeah, I, I actually did recently just go <laughs> to a Chuck E. Cheese, was it either a week or two weeks ago, yeah. Um, you'll have the kids at home meeting yourself because this is a more yeah. this is a spiritual experience for a grown man to have yes uh no that one of our uh neighbors their kid was having a birthday party so we thought it'd be fun ah. to take the kids uh not realizing that when we went on a saturday afternoon there was like six other people having birthday parties and it was like the most crowded loud oh, uh, experience um and what's funny though is i, I think they said that they're phasing the like you know, there's one of those random news articles, like a maybe a couple of years ago or something, that said they're like phasing out the 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 bands at Chuck E. Cheese. And I do wonder if, you know, part of it is because, you know, people like closely associated with like Five Nights at Freddy's now, because uh, I, I feel like you know just seeing those kind of animatronic bands, like that is what your first thought is. But, uh, yeah, the the one nearest actually still had the band, um, and it is funny, like they do kind of look creepy, like just sitting up there, um. They they didn't really move. They just moved like very slightly. They just be like that, um, but you can tell like they don't do anything with them anymore because now they just have like a big TV that's next to them. So they're like, oh yeah, you guys want to hear the music or whatever, and then like a music video just pops up on the TV. The band doesn't actually play or whatever, which was kind of disappointing. I just I'm imagining the CEO of Chuck E. Cheese in his office just mm. watching like <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's or like people talking about it and just seething that. <laughs> horror has destroyed his entire like business model uh, it's in the same way that clowns got really upset and said it was like offensive to them that clowns kept being used in horror right. stories <laughs> uh, but the thing is though, i feel like if you like it, you know it is a very popular franchise and everything and and, and just you know the, obviously the movie made a ton of money so i feel like what you should do is actually lean into it like all right why not have oh, like, sure. a horror night you know once a month or, or something <laughs> That would be the smart thing to do. I feel like mm. it's probably less to do with Five Nights at Freddy's and stuff like that, and probably more mm. just to do with the fact that everything's sort of switching to just being digital screens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it seems like just a trend in general. But it is funny to think that mm. they're scared to like lean into it now because oh no, they associate mm. this with killing children now. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it is really hard not to think about. Like I, I was talking to an, uh, a friend and telling them uh, about how I was there, and they were like, "Oh, like." How often did you think of like Five Nights at Freddy's? And I was like, oh, like every second. Like you can't not think about it when you're there. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Shall we rate Five Nights at Freddy's, Timothy? Sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, it, I, I really did not like this at all. I, I thought it was quite bad. Um, on Like on a technical level, yes, there is you know, the, the standard minimum, you know, that you have for a movie where it's like, okay, well, you know, the things are lit so I can see and I, and I can hear and, 
Um, I had a lot of, you know. <laughs> Tim, you know we're going to a bad place when you're saying these are the positives. Like, <laughs> there was sound mixing. Right. I mean, like, you know, which which basically is to say, like, I, I do, like, part of me, like, almost wants to give it, like, something really low, like a, a one. But, like, obviously, like, yeah, I, I feel like that's, like, too low, again, just because, you know, there's... Yeah, we, there's a standard there that we have done worse than this. Let's not right. pretend we haven't because we have. Yeah, but I don't know, because of like you know technically like most of the stuff I like the story I think is offensively bad and that's what's really gonna bring the score down to me. But I mean everything on the outside of that I think is more just kind of generic or bland. Like the direction, the music, the acting. I don't think any of that stuff is overly bad which means that like you know i can't give it you know a super low score like i said like a one or something but because of the story again it just it is so into its own mythology and it's bending over backwards to do all this crap to justify stuff that does not be need to be justified uh, at all and there's like no fun at all and yeah for that reason i, I think i'm gonna go maybe a 2.5 i don't know i i <laughs> i really didn't like it i actually watched this twice because i watched because it <gasps> premiered on peacock during october and i wanted a new horror movie to watch and i was curious so i watched it then and i wasn't happy with it and then watching it the second time for the show i was even more like stuff was even more glaringly bad and off-putting and um yeah again it just it's like it's very bland and generic but i don't know in a way that just really makes me like angry and mad especially when there's so much stuff that feels like you didn't have to do this you didn't have to make it Mm. this long you didn't have to you know come up with these like reasons and and like you said like you know that's a, a it's a big thing that it's like not just you know at least trying at any point to cat get out of here <laughs> to <laughs> you know like to give you like the actual game like at no point is it emulating like what you know like made the series popular or whatever and and again this is coming from you know someone that doesn't know much about the game so if you're a super hardcore fan you're like actually this is very i believe you know reminiscent <sighs> of the later stuff whatever i don't know I believe there's a lot of Easter eggs to the mythology from the games, but mm-hmm. like I said, just even just from playing it once for an hour, yeah. this movie feels nothing like playing the game. And that feels I, like I, a big I, missed opportunity. I, I do think like sometimes people think that like Easter eggs justify like a good adaptation. Like just because you put something no. on the background does not make it like you know, uh relevant to the source material or, or whatever. Like that's just it's very irrelevant. No, no, I <clears throat> like. I, I don't know if this is a better or worse adaptation than the first Resident Evil movie. Like, this is probably closer to the mythology than that first Resident Evil movie was. But the first Resident Evil movie at least had characters in a lab fighting zombies. Like, I mean, yeah. it, I yeah. mean, they were always in a group, so I never really felt like an actual Resident Evil game. But it, like, mm-hmm. just as a point of comparison here. <clears throat> Uh, it's something they usually seem to just don't get. Even like the newer Tomb Raider movie, which we were hoping was going to be more like the games, she was surrounded by people all the time. There was never any like Lara Croft on her own doing mm-hmm. shit by herself, and that's what you're doing in the game the whole time. It just felt so 
disingenuous, uh, just constantly being surrounded by people. But anywho, uh, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, it's, it's really, really, really bad. It's it's baffling how it just avoids, even for a single scene, doing the basic setup of the game. Yeah, the security monitors are there. He's in that room, but he's usually going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's made me want to go to sleep. And then the rest of the movie is all these stupid dream sequences that he's actively trying to do because he wants to find out who killed his brother. Just a bunch mm-hmm. of contrived nonsense. Some of it, I, I get, is from the lore of the game, but I'm sure it probably mm-hmm. went down better when it was it was teased out in a much sort of uh, different way. And even, you know, and p- potentially the lore of the game still may suck. Like, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But here it was just a bunch of contrived nonsense, and I did not enjoy mm-hmm. any of it. And you know what's kind of funny is that's such a driving force for him to find out who killed his brother, who killed his brother. And then he does find out, but does it matter? <laughs> like, does it, like, really do anything? I suppose it's because he wants them to get his comeuppance, but then he dies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, well, I yeah. guess that's done then. He, he died a gruesome death. I suppose that'll just have to do. Yeah, but it didn't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe, maybe I'm by the end i was just so out of it or something maybe maybe i missed something but it didn't seem like there was a big confrontation like you know where he was like like oh like you have to answer for your crimes or like tell me what you did with my brother or something it was just like and also it's actually kind of heavily implied that in a sequel he would now just be that animatronic because the way he dies is that the animatronic or the, the outfit he's wearing the animatronic pieces in it. Why there's some in there? If it's just a costume, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they all, it's all, all the metal bits start closing in inside mm-hmm. the suit, and that's kind of what kills him. So, mm-hmm. presumably, he would just be the yellow bunny. You know, even mm-hmm. if we don't get Matthew Lillard back, presumably in a sequel, the yellow bunny would just be the killer now, uh, mm-hmm. if not all of them still under his control. But, uh, <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the mid? credit scene or no I'm, I'm annoyed that you even told me to watch this Tim. <laughs> it's just the taxi driver turning around and seeing the little toy thing and jumping because he's scared and that's it yeah what is the point of that i was expecting like a tease for a sequel or something but you said make sure you watch the mid credit scene <laughs> it's just so stupid i wanted to point it out uh yeah what the hell um also i mean it's it, the show's done when you get into this stuff but like <laughs> it, is it kind of weird that they can just leave like freddy's like isn't part of the you know the thing that it's like they're in this place you know but it's like they can just go out go in a taxi <laughs> go to people's houses <laughs> yeah i don't know if that happens in the games that did feel like a bit of a weird thing yeah. to me uh mm-hmm. I, not that i ever thought there was like a magical barrier or anything like that where they couldn't leave right. but just more that I never really thought of them leaving, but I mean, maybe it has. I I could see that happening in the later games, just so that the mm-hmm. maybe one of the later games is set somewhere else, and it's like they're coming to your house kind of thing. Yeah. I could see that being a a thing. Yeah. So does this mean the best video game movie of last year was Gran Turismo? Like, <laughs> I, well, I've not seen it, but by default, it might be. <laughs> And I can already hear the cries. But what about the Super Mario Brothers movie, guys? It was not good, okay? It wasn't terrible. It was better than this. I'll give it that. But... I mean, in a way, like, it seems like 
it was kind of the opposite problem of this where this isn't doing enough of the game and that was just like overload where like we have to put everything from every mario game in it yeah we have, we have to have... every scenes are is five or ten references to mario things it, it felt like yeah. ready player one to me it just so happened that all the mm-hmm. references were to its own franchise but it still just felt yeah. like a list of references and then the plot was like an afterthought yeah <sighs> <laughs> who would have thought Gran Turismo, <laughs> the movie of the year. <laughs> well, I mean, the Last of Us TV show. I mean, I know it's not a movie, but that sure, definitely, sure. you know, that was definitely much better than any of these <laughs> things we're talking about. Fair, fair, yeah. Uh, anywho. God damn it. That's the show, everyone. Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a sequel. I'm sure we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in a couple of years' time. It doesn't seem like it'll take that long. I feel like we'll probably have a sequel to this in 2025. That'd be my guess. Yeah, uh, I, I think um, our boy Josh was uh, just said something. Like, I saw some news article that was like, oh, yeah, he's like, you know, raring to go or excited for the sequel or something like. Um, oh. oh, the actor. I, I was like, who's yeah, Josh? Yeah. Who's he talking about? <laughs> um, those are always like fun, like news articles where it's like, hey, the actor in this movie is excited to be in the movie. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> Wait, so I thought we'd at least get lucky and it'd be a new cast. Like, it'd just be like the same location mm-hmm. and like animatronics, but new people are involved. But no, we're getting Blandy McBlanderson back for round two. I think so. Uh, oh, that's a shame. That, that's the other thing that's like annoying with these movies. Even though like they're really bad, if they make a lot of money, you feel like the studio probably doesn't learn much of a lesson. They're just like, no. like oh, well, critics hate it, but it made so much money, so we we it must be pretty good and we should probably keep it just the same as is you know what we need is we need to we need to see that new silent hill movie to get the get a good video game a horror video game movie <laughs> in our eyes ah <laughs> uh, tim you realize that this year we're going to have to do the first two before we can do the new one oh, of course <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way i'm not happy about it I'm not happy about it. Uh, anyway, next time on the show, guys. Uh, well, next week's actually the week off. Uh, next week is the Patreon episode. So if you're a patron, uh, you'll get access to our Valentine's episode. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. Uh, uh, and then the week after that, we've actually got the vote winner, which currently at the time of recording, we don't know what the vote winner is yet, but it'll be oh. a sequel of some kind. So <gasps> yeah, I look forward to that. So. Uh, that's that's the next couple weeks on the show so we'll see you for that and yeah support us over at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv uh, at different tiers you get bonus episodes you get voting rates once a month all that's good stuff uh, but that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time